0: Welcome to Rome Business Radio. I'm your host, Roger Manus. We are coming to you from our studios at the Rome News Tribune in downtown Rome, Georgia. Uh, Happy to have our partnership with the Rome News Tribune and thank them for letting us set up shop here in their fine facility. We are joined today on Rome Business Radio by Delaney Reinhardt of The Downtown Dog and Damian Goodwin of Body Canvas Tattoo. Ironically, you're located in downtown Rome. Um, So welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Uh, Delaney, let's get started with you. Just tell us a little bit about your business, The Downtown Dog.
1: Um, well, we are a dog grooming salon. We off- also offer boarding. Um, we've been open for probably about a little over two years. Um, I've been working with dogs for five years um, and we pride ourselves on working with rehabilitating dogs that have had past issues or rescue dogs that have had stuff gone wrong and they're very fearful. So we do more catering to making sure the dogs have a very healthy and happy environment while they're there. Um, so there's no stress and any of that extra stuff that when they walk in, if they're super nervous, they don't have to be in our shop. Um, we try to focus on getting them in and out as quickly as possible, um, using the best quality products that we can get and um, taking all the like latest classes and stuff like that, that we can actually go and attend to, um, to make sure that we're up to date on all our certificates and things that we can offer our clients in a in the most professional manner.
0: Okay, and we'll get into a lot of, more of that in depth, but just quickly here, uh, contact information if somebody wanted to check you out online. or um,
1: Yes, we actually have a Facebook page. It's the Downtown Dog Grooming and More, um, or they can come see us over on Dean Street. We're at 1201 Dean Avenue.
0: Okay, uh, we'll circle back around with a lot more questions. Okay, Damien, Damien Goodwin of Body Canvas Tattoo. Tell us a little bit about what you guys do.
2: Um, Yeah, so uh, Body Canvas Tattoo has been there for about 16 years. Um, I've been there for about seven or eight years. Uh, It's owned by David Nicholson. Um, He has been uh, a local artist for a long time. He went to a shorter college, graduated with an art degree, uh, and then decided to get into the tattoo world about 16 years ago. Um, I have been there... uh, working uh, kind of as a subcontract employee. Um, So I handle all of my own scheduling and everything separate from the shop, although I still, you know, work at the shop. Uh, uh, Now I kind of try to travel around um, doing like conventions uh, just to learn more, um, learn more styles and different, different ways people uh, do, you know, tattooing because there's a million different styles and, and different equipment and everything like that that you can use uh, to to do that. Um, uh, you can reach me at my website, which is damiandesign.com. Uh, I do all of my own appointments and uh, booking through that. And uh, then if you're just interested in getting a tattoo uh, done, you could just go to Body Canvas. It's open seven days a week. Um, and we usually have around three to four tattoo artists there. Uh Each day.
0: If you're ever walking down Broad Street, just pop in and see what it's all about. Yes, sir. (laughs) Ironically, uh, Delaney, you have had some tattoo work done by Damien, correct? I I, We did not know that until we we started doing the podcast and chatted.
1: I actually have two done by him, and then um, I've also gotten all of my body work, like my tattoos and my piercings done at Body Canvas as well my entire life, and um, all my friends and family
0: have too, so... So that's, you can vouch.
1: Yes. And that's the only place my dad will actually let me go anywhere else. I don't think he'd be very happy with me. So, I mean, that's, it's a very clean and good shop and I love David and I love all the people over there. So,
0: so, um, so speaking as some, speaking as somebody, both of you can weigh in on this. We'll, we'll come back to your business in a minute, but I'm no, fascinated by perfect. the tattooing since you were a customer. Yes. Uh, I don't have any tattoos. I'm a middle-aged white guy, <laughs> <laughs> pretty straight laced. I'm wearing a tie right now. I feel really overdressed and y'all are dressed really <laughs> hip and cool. Uh, you know what? Tell me about it. What, what, what is Just artistic expression? What what is it? I don't know about it.
2: Well, um, I think yeah, I think it has to do with artistic it expression. Uh, if you look back, like historically, people have been tattooing themselves for thousands of years all, all over the world, um, not even knowing that other places were were yeah, tattooing. Yeah, yeah. You know, also so you have like Egyptians, mm-hmm. uh, Polynesians, uh, Japanese. Um, all of these people have been marking their bodies as a way of like self-expression for longer than we could even historically account for, you know? Right. Um, so I think it definitely has, uh, something to do with just wanting to express yourself and decorate your body. Um, uh, I, I got into tattooing kind of on accident. Like I just, uh, I've always been an artist and one day, uh, I walked into a shop with my mom, actually. Uh, she was getting a tattoo done, um, and this was, this was in Alabama, so you could, you could actually get tattooed there uh, under 18 as long as you have your parent's signature. Right. Um, and I actually did a painting for the tattoo artist and, uh, and, and ended up getting tattooed by him about a month later, um, and it was kind of like a trade situation. I did this painting for him. He was kind of friends with my mom already, and uh, yeah, he gave me my first tattoo, and I was sixteen years old, and i'm twenty eight now and hooked was hooked, yep, and you uh
1: yes, just about <laughs> hooked as well um I have ten now in total, and they're all very large, but they're all very uh personable to me um right. and mean a whole lot to me and are most of them are memorial tattoos or something that I stand for, um so they're all very important and um I mean, I feel like tattoos don't always have to be important. I know people that have some really amazing art on them, and it's just what they wanted, and I think they're beautiful. Um, but a lot of times they always hold, like, a special place in your heart, especially when you sit for, like, seven and eight hours to get yeah. drilled on.
0: Right. Um, it, it, it sounds painful and things like that.
1: You get a little numb after a minute. <laughs> it goes a little bit numb.
0: But. Well, thanks Thanks for indulging me in my curiosity yes. as somebody who who has – I've never really even thought about it. I, I, You know, when I see it's a beautiful work of art, I, you know – I. I realize what I'm looking at, so um, it's just nothing I ever thought about personally. But let's come back around to your business. Both of you, ironically, Best of Rome winners from the recent Rome News Tribune, Best of Rome. So uh, you were the best pet groomer and best pet boarder, the downtown dog. Yes. Uh, Just tell me a little bit about that.
1: Um, Well, we actually have been lucky enough to, since we've opened, I was open for just a few months when we won it the first time, Um, and then after that, we've always been lucky enough to be Remembered and qualified for it, and um, I've really—I mean—to be such a small business, I've only been open for a little over two years. Um, so, I mean, it's—it's it's been a blessing to have the support of the community, which I—I I really would not have any of this if I did not have my clientele um, and the people that I work with, and that I try to make sure their dogs are comfortable. I mean, we have people that fly down from New York two and three times a oh, year wow. to get their dogs groomed because I've spent the last five years trying to teach this dog that like, he doesn't have to be scared anymore. Like oh. I'm not going to do anything to you and this is a dog that used to have to be put to sleep to be groomed. Oh. So they come down, I mean we have people that come from all over and that's, they are people that have had to move from Floyd County but the loyalty that they have shown just from what I've been able to do for their animals, I mean it's a very rewarding job. Um, it is a very high risk job. Um, you do get bit, you do have um, a lot of like health concerns with working with live animals and um fleas and ticks and that kind of stuff, but we try really hard to make sure that the owners are educated as well, which is something that a lot of places don't do. Um, taking the time to tell the owner, well, if you do this more often or if you come in more often and cutting prices back in order for the average person to care for this dog that they didn't realize needed as much care as it did, um, because a lot of times breeders don't tell you all the facts when you get your dogs. Um, and people get into it and you have these matted dogs that are miserable when it's really not anybody's fault and they're completely loved, they just don't understand what goes into keeping up a coat. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a lot of education stuff and that's why I try to keep it on such a small scale and personal level is that way you know that I know your dog. Like I know when your dog's acting weird. I know when your dog's not doing what it normally does when it comes in and and that kind of stuff. So it's I know your animal and I know when things are wrong. That way I mean we've had dogs that have come in and I've had have had seizures. And there's silent seizures. So if you're not staring at the dog for five minutes, you don't even know this is happening. Right. But I caught it because I'm like, you're being weird from what you're normally like. So it's taking time to actually know the dogs that are coming in and not making it so much of like an assembly line of grooming. Um, We really try to make it a personal level and make the dogs trust us. I mean, that's, all we want we don't want fearful animals so so
0: so this familiarity you mentioned this the size of the shop like how many animals a day are we talking about because Um, because you do try to maintain that personal relationship i
1: do so anywhere from like 10 to 18 is comfortable for me um and that isn't all full grooms that'll be bass in between um but we do interchange all of our dogs out on the floor throughout the day um so they're never in a cage all day they get water they get potty breaks we do actually take time to walk your animal Um, which is a lot different from a lot of places. And and it's not that other places don't. It's just I want the time to know that your dog is happy here. And I'm willing to take that extra time to do that um, just to make sure that, I mean, they don't have to sit in a cage all day. And there's a couple other places that do free kenneling, which I do believe in. With certain animals, I do feel like they should have the chance to interact and play in a safe environment where there's somebody to watch them. Um, and my shop is fairly small, so it's right underneath your feet most of the time when they're playing. Um, but I, I've i prided myself um, with where I work now because I've not had a single dog that did not want to come in my shop. Oh, that's great. And that's something that's awesome. that you see a lot when just at other places, just going through doors for dogs sometimes is scary because it's a new doorway. For some reason, dogs... Are just weird. They're just like people, and they can't talk, <laughs> so they're a little funny. Um, but when a dog comes in and like you can say my name, or they turn on Dean Street and they're like losing their mind in the car, and then they like pile out and it's like hit the door, and it's like a pile of mops just coming in. You know, happy to be there. Yeah, happy to be there. That's what that's what we want. And I want happy dogs when they're picked up, but it always makes me feel really good when an owner picks their dog up and the dog comes back around the counter. Like you didn't mm. have to come back back here. You could have head straight for the door, but you you're comfortable enough to be like oh, okay well I'm gonna go say bye to my friends or whatever good um so it's a uh, it's been a really different experience for me to have this with my animals in the shop that I'm at now that I haven't been able to have before that's um, really cool so we've enjoyed it a lot
0: that's really cool um Damien tell me about the experience of getting a tattoo somebody walks in and they want something How, what's the process for somebody who's never had one Do they to say I, I want this I want to uh, you know, I want an ex-girlfriend's name <laughs> oh, taken off. No, I'm joking about that. But uh, what's the process? They walk in and what?
2: <clears throat> well, I usually try to steer them in the right direction. Um, if, if someone does come in wanting a, a girlfriend's name or something like that <laughs> I, I let them know you know that that's probably not the best idea right <laughs> uh, and the repercussions of, of getting someone's name tattooed on you is is pretty bad the cover-up process is really bad so <laughs> that's um, just
0: if it doesn't work out but yeah, okay, but, yeah. but but say they just want you know uh, just a symbol or uh, a flower or something
2: yeah so if they're coming in for their first tattoo uh, I like to let them know um, kind of the whole process, uh, the, uh, stencil process, because some people just think that, uh, you're going to come in for the tattoo. You're not going to see what it looks like ahead of time. Um, so, uh, w- we would make a stencil, put that in whatever area that you're wanting the tattoo. Uh, you'll be able to look at that in the mirror make sure that that's where you want it for the rest of your life. Uh, that's super important and gives people a little bit of, um, I don't know. It gives them, it gives them a little bit of, uh, excitement and security and the fact that they can see it before it's actually done. Um, and another thing I try to do is let them know, you know, you don't want to be swimming or in direct sunlight or anything like that. That's going to cause your tattoo to heal badly. Uh, so you need to warn them against a couple things that, that could go wrong if, if the healing process goes wrong. Uh, some people have jobs, uh, where that would affect that, uh, you know, her nice. job is a great example. You know, if you're in soapy water or something like that, where it's going to get on your tattoo, you might want to do a couple other things, like wearing a waterproof bandage, or maybe planning your tattoo around your job on, on like a off weekend where you're not going to be working or something like that. Uh, and then, as far as like the design, um, I try to I try to let people know what's popular. Uh, that way, uh, they may change. Their idea, um, uh, you know, slightly to make it a little more custom for them. Uh, so you're not walking around the beach, you know, later that summer, and, and you see like a hundred other tattoos that are exactly what you have. Uh, doing that, I, I know people appreciate that. They'll come back and they'll be like, "Hey, thank you for letting me know that this is something popular and, and helping me change it." So I'll have a conversation with them, ask them what it, you know, what's the meaning behind the tattoo. Uh, and if they're open to design changes, and then I'll try to work with them before they get it done on getting something that's a little more custom, you know, something that uh, is, is more original and, and you're not going to run into somebody with the same thing. I think that's important.
0: Well, what about the pain level? Because, the pain level...
2: Uh, <laughs> because it,
0: you keep saying healing, yes. meaning, there's, meaning there's some <laughs> something that needs repair. Yeah, uh, uh,
2: so the pain level, it, it ranges. It depends on the area that you're getting tattooed. Um, from, from my experience, after getting a lot of my body tattooed, I've found out that areas that see sunlight, like, th- you know, y- your forearms or your, you know, legs, uh, areas that see sunlight more hurt less than areas that never see sunlight. So your ribs or something that's always covered and, and is never getting that, you know, skin damage from the sun. It's gonna hurt a lot. You're nodding. More. She's <laughs> nodding. She's agreeing I, with you.
1: I got one about this big on my ribs, and I <laughs> think David wanted to kill me the entire time because I could not stop moving. So <laughs> yeah. I, I will second that
0: one. Has, has this is this is a random question? Can, can dogs get tattoos? Or do, <laughs> the
1: dogs actually, the vets do tattoo <laughs> them after that, they've been that's fixed. Right. Yeah, that's right. Um, sure. And greyhounds will have markings in their ears. Any kind of show dog will usually be tattooed in some form, but vets do it
0: usually. Is is your background? I mean, did you just love dogs from for? the day you were born
1: I've always loved animals my background is actually farms Um, I worked on a dairy farm and two working farms Um, and I started there and then they had a kennel and then I got thrown into another kennel um, and they got shorthanded and I was handed a pair of shears and then I just started doing classes and seminars and like anything I could find to learn more um, and then I kind of just launched out on my own and have been doing that ever since.
0: So speak to that because we are a, a business podcast, starting a business, you know, on this whim, not a whim. You planned it. Was it. You, no, it was, in, it was no not no planned. Whim. Yeah. Well, it uh, was
1: absolutely not planned. It was a last second. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean to say whim, but, but apparently it, it was, it actually was. And that's what part is part of what makes my little story like something that means a lot to me is because I actually lost a job for being an good employee. Um, And I was out on my butt um, because I was taking towels home to wash them. And that's something we weren't supposed to do, but they didn't want to give us towels. I didn't make any money off of it, but apparently that was something I was not supposed to do. Um, And I actually got fired. Um, And then I went home and I ripped my parents' sunroom out and I put cages in and people started coming to my house and calling every Reinhardt in the phone book and hunting me down places and messaging me on Facebook and i just said okay we're gonna do it
0: so it's the business started organically because of the relationships you had my built personally yes and because of your skill set yes and well that's fantastic yes so and um and you so so you had the animal love it transcended itself yes. and you were able to start your business you obviously art growing up loved yeah. art studied art
2: yeah uh always was in art classes uh I had uh, Miss Smith in in Pepperell Middle School and and <laughs> Miss Manis. Uh, both of them were huge uh, like influences on my life. And Miss Manis actually was a West Georgia alumni, so she hooked me up with this uh, little drawing competition for West Georgia, and I ended up winning a scholarship. That's cool. And she like pushed me to do it, and, like pushed me to go out there. Um, is so this
0: June Manis?
2: June Manis, yep.
0: That is my cousin in law.
2: Awesome. Yeah, she had a huge influence on me. She
0: married my first cousin, Wesley. That's awesome. Small <laughs> so, world. Huh? Yeah, it is a small world. Uh, so, go ahead.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, in high school, I really started uh, trying to put myself out there and do as many uh, art shows and things like that that I could. Um, then I I always kind of had a, a little, like, inquiry about tattooing since I was 16 and got my first one. So... I started. Uh, I started doing more research into that. Um, my freshman year of college, I was already kind of uh, drawing up tattoos on my, you know, side time throughout like classes and stuff like that. And I was lucky to find a, a apprenticeship um, in Carrollton, um, just working the front counter at a tattoo shop. I actually didn't do anything towards tattooing, except for running their front counter, uh, front counter and doing all of the errands and making their stencils and just being like a, an assistant to everyone there. Um, And then I left from there to another shop in Dallas uh, and ended up working either at that shop or a shop in Hiram for about two years before coming back to Rome.
0: Well, you mentioned, uh, so how has investing in yourself helped you along the way?
2: Oh, it's, it's helped a lot. So I, I, I try to do at least one convention a month. Uh, they're going to be in different states or uh, I have one in December in Puerto Rico. So that's going to be my first one. That's like a little bit farther away than, you know, like the normal 48 states. Uh, but I, I do these conventions where I can uh, bring, you know, stickers, magnets, prints, Um,
0: well, let's talk about that. You have a print here that you did for a local restaurant, um, and people can see this print since we're audio here. They, uh, it's a, it's a chef, but tell us the story about about this and where they can see it.
2: Yeah. So this, uh, this was a really cool event, um, that La Scala and on Broad Street put on, um, it was a benefit for, um, greater Rome. Um, and, and, and they basically had this chef that's like, he's, he's like, one of the top 100 master chefs in the whole world. And it was like a $150 a plate, like five course meal. And they, they uh, La Scala hit us up, um, me, David, who's uh, the owner of Body Canvas, and another friend of mine, Christian Lamone, who's a local artist. Uh, and we set up three canvases and we live painted while everybody had their meal. Um, and at the end of that, they auctioned off the paintings and used that to donate towards right. the event. Um, and so this is, this is the painting I did. Uh, it is a chef chopping some vegetables up. Uh, I just kind of like decided to go with the chef because of the event and, um, it ended up getting auctioned off. And I asked the guy who, who won it, if I could, uh, if I could make prints and he was like, yeah. So now, now I just kind of have that with me as one of the many prints. Um, you could find more of those on my website. Again, it's just DamienDesign.com. Uh, and it has a little bit of every style. I try, to, I try to paint realistic stuff, and then I try to paint um, a little bit different, like, you know, surrealism, like Dolly-inspired kind of stuff that seems like it's out of a dream or something like that.
0: Cool. Uh, again, DamienDesign.com. Spell Damien.
2: Uh, Damien is D-A-E-M-I-O-N.
0: It's an unusual spelling, yes, which is why I wanted unusual. to come back and touch on it. Uh, what are you guys doing new in 2020?
1: Um, we are actually looking at going to a convention out in Pasadena Okay. Um, that's offering some very cool classes that I've never been able to get before um, and some very cool certifications that I've never been able to get on this side of the country. Um, so we're pretty excited about some of that and some really cool new color stuff that we're coming in, um, and I'm looking forward to doing I'm actually going to start competing in grooming competitions as well. Um, so I can work towards being a master groomer. Um, wow. So that takes about three years to do. Um, and you have to go through so many and get so many, w- actually win so many to be able to get a qualification as a master groomer. Um, but a lot of the people that I've reached out to in the grooming community think that I can do it. So I'm going to work towards that this year, <laughs> um, getting everything under control. So that's kind of our goal for 2020 and uh, we're also looking at doing some more renovations to the shop and stuff like that.
0: So. Good luck. Um, Damien, we didn't touch on this earlier, but you guys um, down at body canvas were also best of Rome winners by the Rome news tribune. Tell us about that honor.
2: Yeah. So, um, uh, body canvas, uh, won for best, uh, best piercing shop. And, uh, I think they got runner up for best tattoo shop. Um, I, I was lucky enough to get the best, uh, tattoo artist. And, uh, I thank all my clients for that. Uh, that was an awesome surprise. I actually just came back from doing a convention and found that out, and I was just like, "Oh man, this is this." You're is the awesome. best, man. Yeah, it <laughs> was it was, it was <laughs> great to like to hear that and to know that my clients like are you know uh, showing me some love. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> is is there, uh, is there anything you guys? What what can you tell us something that we don't know about you? I don't mean to stop the conversation. I think
1: a lot of it was a lot of people don't realize what I actually work with the dog, the type of dogs that I like, specifically target. Um, so that was something that a lot of people don't really realize. So they come in face-to-face and talk to you. Because there's some people that like don't get their dogs groomed at all because they're scared. And in oh. a certain manner, there there is reasons to be scared. Um, but that's like with every profession. Um, there's always certain times that people shouldn't be doing it and stuff. So you, there's a lot of fear in the grooming industry. And there's been a lot of backlash on groomers, um, for a lot of different things like corporate grooming and stuff like that. So it's really, like you said, thankful to your clients for, and the effort that we put in to show our clients, like we're going to take care of them. We're going to take care of you and make sure everybody's happy and healthy and that kind of stuff, because it is a trust thing. I mean, dogs are people's babies these days. I mean, I have mine's paw print tattooed on me. So, I mean, I mean, he's my child. Um, and actually why I work with dogs, So, I mean, I think it gives people a chance to kind of come in and make a personal contact as well, that they feel comfortable leaving their animal with you.
0: This question is is for both of you. As as small business people, and I I know you don't own the shop, but you're also uh, an artist in your own right, but what, what what challenges do you face as a small business person in Rome from a marketing standpoint? You do... You have the word of mouth for your clientele. But what else do you do to get your name out there? Uh, like podcasts like this. But what else do you do to say, hey, here we are. Come come engage us in business.
1: I I post a lot on Facebook. I mean, you do a whole lot of Facebook stuff. I constantly see your conventions and stuff that you go to. I mean, Facebook has been a really big marketing thing for me. I've never done paid marketing other than like our thank you ads in Best of Rome. But um, I think Facebook will be mine.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I use Facebook. Um, the more the more conventions I've done, the more I've seen other people and how they do their marketing. So lately, I've been getting into Instagram. Uh, I use Instagram a lot for my work because you could post pictures, and you know my portfolio is nothing but pictures of tattoos. So um, I'll use Instagram, and uh, with that, you can you can pay a certain amount, and you can actually select what group, what age group. Uh, whether it's men and women or uh, you can, you can get like sub interests, like uh, if target, targeted demographic. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'll use that, especially when I'm traveling. Um, I, uh, I'm a member of a uh, RACA, which is like the Rome council for the arts. I try to do whatever I can with them. Um, when I am in, in Rome, uh, and I just try to, uh, do as much local stuff as possible. I didn't get to do Chiaha this year, but other years I've I've done Chiaha where I'd set up a booth, I'd have my paintings, but I'd also have a portfolio of my tattoo work cuz nobody's advertising tattoos at Chiaha usually, you know, it's like a an art and, uh, art and har- harvest festival, so I thought that was a good idea and I feel like I actually got a good bit of clients doing that. Um, and then I've also uh, tried to uh advertise my website. So, um that you can use Google AdWords and a few other things to actually um y- obviously you pay for that, but it'll put your website on a Google search if someone searches for tattoos, uh it'll pop up. Um and then also uh it it gives uh, me a little bit more organization having a website cuz I used to have people hit me up over email and hit me up over Instagram and hit me up over Facebook. And now I can send them all to that website. Uh, there's a form that you could fill out if you're trying to contact me and it goes to one place and then I'm, I'm not missing someone cause I'll, I'll have someone message me on, on Facebook and then 10 other messages. And I won't see that, that one that was 10 messages ago, but with yeah. my website, it's all to one place. And that's definitely helped me like organization wise.
1: That's something I'm actually wanting to do because I have that issue right now is it's, from everywhere, yeah, and you somebody's going <laughs> to gonna get with. missed. Somebody's going to you need to find a way to streamline it,
0: yeah, and and do podcasts yes. <laughs> and social yes. media and things like that. Last question for you both: um, You're a Rome native, yes. uh, and you moved here very young. You said, yeah. So, so just tell me about what it feels like to have grown up in this town, and now you've got your own little, you know, got your own little corner in the marketplace. The you know that you got your own little business, and you're doing your thing, your passion in the town that you call home and always have called home just what does that mean to you personally
1: i'm proud of i'm proud of my little town i'm proud of my little shop i'm proud that it's able to support small businesses like us and small people that cuz you don't see that a whole lot anymore and a lot of it kind of died out for a minute and it's finally like coming back where our age group is really like starting to support local and small businesses and just like you said with Chiaha, like more stuff like that i think all of these small businesses that do just have Facebook, like people that make soap and stuff, like there's so many small businesses that haven't really got off the ground yet, but it's it's they're proud of where they're from and they're doing substantially good business to be working out of their houses and working out of small shops and traveling and doing all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm very proud to become a part of the small business community in, in Rome and um, I'm looking forward to staying here for a very long time.
2: Good, and you? Yeah. Um, I, one thing I love about Rome is the loyalty that you have. Uh, you have tremendous loyalty from your clients. Uh, I've tattooed in Philly and I've tattooed in all, like all these larger cities. And one thing I've noticed is that somebody, you know, they don't, they don't really care. They just want to get the tattoo done. There's 60 shops in the surrounding area. And so they're just, they're going to hop to whoever is available. Uh, whereas in Rome, um, your clients stay loyal to you. Uh, I don't think that you have to stay loyal to one tattoo artist, but I do appreciate that that a lot of your clients are loyal and they come back and they want you to work on them because you have a personal relationship. Um, you might know them outside of, of doing the tattoo just because it is a smaller town, uh, and that, like, little bond gives you uh, a better a better day when you go to work. You know the person. You can have a good conversation with them. They're not a stranger. It makes the person more comfortable when they're getting the tattoo. Uh, and that that's just uh, really awesome. It's something I miss every time I go tattoo somewhere else. I'm like, oh, like this isn't the same as going and tattooing a friend of mine that I've known for 15 years or, you know, 10 years, something yeah. like that.
0: Re- returning customer says you're both doing something right. Right. That's the way you build business. I mean,
1: I take when I did this tattoo, I took David to lunch, and that's when he drew up my tattoo. So I mean. <laughs> It's you. You do form friendships with the people that you work with, and that's really important too, because they're also a way of networking. I mean, I send people over there all the time, and I know Dave and y'all send people to me. I mean, it's it's about working with other small businesses as well. So, I mean, it's it's a really cool little thing we've gotten into.
0: Well, if you need if you need your dog groomed, the downtown dog. If you need a tattoo or any other artwork done, <laughs> go see Damien over at Body Canvas. Last uh, contact information, one more time.
1: Um, you can get us at Facebook, um, or you can come by and see us um, at Dean Avenue. It's 1201 Dean Avenue. Um, or you can give us a call, um, 706-936-2281.
0: And for you?
2: Yeah, uh, again, the best way to reach me is my website. It's just uh, com, and it's D-A-E-M-I-O-N. Uh, or you can call uh, Body Canvas at uh, 706-368-9158. Uh,
0: Okay, fantastic. It was a very interesting conversation for me. Yeah, thank you, uh, for me. Yes, thank uh, you for having me. for having us. Yeah, definitely. T- Talking to young, hip people who know what, know what they're doing, and, and um, I'm just trying to get by. Again, thank you guys for coming by. Again, I'm Roger Maness. You've been listening to Rome Business Radio. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time.